invade you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fade you. Hello to all the dads out there and moms. Welcome to another episode of the Fade You podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. And make sure you are subscribed to the pod. That helps us out a lot. My name is Matthew James. I have Kmart with me and I have Bucket Boy with me. This is episode 57. We are recording on Monday afternoon of June 28th, 2021. It's almost July almost the end of June. That means it's almost the end of our godforsaken Battle of the Dads contest. We'll talk about that shortly. Neil, how you doing? I love the love that you're killing me Smalls shirt. Killing me Smalls shirt is uh, my Father's Day uh, present from my six-year-old boy um, after we had a little night out um, the park to to watch the movie to sort of commence um, or sort of kick off summer. Um, he loves it. And Ham's his favorite character, which of course he is. He's great. Um, so this was my Father's Day shirt to, you know, after watching a great movie. Great, great dad experience getting to watch The Sandlot with your kid. That's oh, such a great summer movie, too. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Hey, Mar, how you doing? You look comfy on your couch. Working. Very comfy. I'm still <laughs> exhausted from my weekend in Arrowhead where I had a lot of wine, a lot of carne asada and refried beans and not very much sleep because my aunt has clocks and I swear to God, they go off like every 30 minutes. It was like relaxing, but not relaxing because I just could not sleep to save my life up there. Don't tell Chris Duke about the carne asada. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That guy guy thinks eating plants is healthy. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That's another story (laughs) for another day. So we want to, it's wait, wait, we should ask them how, how, how that's treating Cam Newton. (laughs) Yeah. And Arian Foster and many, many, many other guys. Although I did hear that Chris Paul a couple years ago, after he just was getting injured every season did switch to a plant-based diet, but I don't know. And he was Uh, injured again in the playoffs. So the the group of us aren't exactly professional athletes either. So (laughs) We'll see. Okay. Um, We want to talk about a few things today. Uh, Like I said, we're recording Monday afternoon. We have some Dennis plays for tonight's NBA conference final, Western final game five. So we'll talk about those in a sec. Want to talk about the start of the Stanley cup final, which game one is tonight between uh, my Montreal Canadians, Kyle, our Montreal Canadians. Oh yeah. And the Tampa Bay lightning. So we'll talk about that. And then Neil brought up the Sandlot. We do want to talk a little bit of baseball and why it has been so hard for our dads to get baseball right here in June. So that's kind of our agenda for the day. But Kyle, you said that there are some banger soccer games going on today. Now, for someone like me who started teaching summer school today, so side note, fuck my life, (laughs) and has not watched a second of soccer today, tell me what I've been missing. Um, not much in the first half of these games, but the second halves have just been ridiculous. I think, I think Spain in the earlier game against Croatia was, uh, I'm just going to look at my notes here. 
Okay, it was it was one one. Forgot about the own goal. So it was one one at halftime. Then Spain comes roaring back, takes a three one lead. I go on a run, thinking, okay, like my little live bet, you know, is, is going to win. Spain draw, no bet. You know, just kind of played it safe today. Um, I did bet the over in that game for some fun, just because Spain, you know, can score three on their own. In the 86th minute, Croatia gets a goal. Then the 92nd, they tie it up, sends it the extra time. Spain just has two in the early going to win that thing, 5-3. And then this game that's still on now with France and the Swiss. Swiss go up early on a nice uh, nice uh, set play uh, on a header, go up 1-0. Is that way to like the 55th minute? And then France wakes up, scores three goals in like 15 minutes, two and 90 seconds apart goes up 3-1 and you're thinking okay here, here's France here's what everyone's been anticipating and then just rising from the ashes the Swiss get two tie this bitch up now it's an extra time both games an extra time today and they're about to finish the first uh, set of extra time here and uh, who knows maybe the next uh, extra time will finish in in a no score and we'll get some sudden death kickoffs which would be fun have we had any penalty kicks yet? I know this no. round just started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, the Swiss had a chance on a penalty kick to go up 2-0 earlier in the second half, but a nice, nice save was made. So uh, this it's been an exciting day. And tomorrow we got uh, two pretty good matches with England and Germany kind of kind of want the upset of Germany just to laugh at my new brother-in-law's face. But uh, I mean the game. The game's there. It's it's just hard to not pick England, and then Sweden goes up against Ukraine. So Maddie and I are gonna go go enjoy that game down at an Irish pub tomorrow. Hopefully, your uh, our Swedish friend is there. I know that Kristen was like, "You, you gonna try uh, Hennessy's?" And I'm like, "No, nah, I kind of want to go back to the harp. I want to. I want to." meet that or the uh, Swedish guy again and maybe maybe get his number and just talk Swedish with him every now and then it'd be fun to have a Swedish friend who just geeks out over the the euro every couple of years that'd be kind of fun yeah exactly Neil do you you watch any of the euro are you getting into this like Kmart is uh I'm not into it like Kmart I will watch I will watch the games obviously we played them um I backed you know back in him on it so i'll watch i like watching like meaningful soccer so i'll get in on like euro cups world cup you know or olympic soccer or something like that but i'm, I'm not a uh, a huge recreational soccer guy for sure no it's it's fun it's been i had a few weeks off between the end of the school year and the beginning of summer school and it was really fun to have on in the morning so it's uh, been it's, the only thing time. profitable in the contest of dads it's, it's been the like, only thing profitable. Yeah. yeah like i think i i think I've played most of everything I've played in this contest. And I mean, going into today, I was like 22 and six. So it's literally been the only thing that's been working, but yeah, I just didn't feel, I mean, for good reason. Cause I wouldn't have wanted to lay the high juice on the advanced line today. Mm-hmm. And I knew lane minus 160 on these games was just, they both would have lost. So, you know, that's Chris was always, you know, getting mad, like, oh, you know, all you have to do is pick the fave. And I kept saying, wait until the round of 16 and look, look what we've seen. I think one fave is one in the first 90 and that was Denmark. And that's, 
you know, Italy then had to take extra time and I forget what I played yesterday. Oh yeah. Belgium won. So, but I mean, I wouldn't really say they were the favorite. It was kind of an upset against the defending champ, but you know, it is what it is. Well, people can still keep an eye. I mean, we do, you have been pretty good with soccer. So hopefully people have seen those getting retweeted and hopefully you keep reading these well for the rest of the tournament. Cause that's that you're right. Yeah. That, that definitely has been among the few bright spots this month. So anyway, another bright spot this month has been the Montreal Canadians. And um, on our last pod that I did with Chris and Joe, we kind of celebrated the, defeat of the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Canadians have a pretty tall task here in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, I'm on them in the series. Again, I just, every so often there's a team like this that feels like it's a team of destiny. The LA Kings did this a couple times several years ago. Um, it The Canadians did this back in 1993 with Patrick Waugh. So they can win the series. Like if you put a gun to my head and said, who's going to win Tampa's better than Vegas. Tampa's just a, a more clutch, well-oiled version of the Vegas golden Knights. This is going to be a really tough series for Montreal to win. Tampa won last year. So can they win? Yes. Are you getting as crazy of a price as you did last round? No. Uh, that was just inflated for a number of reasons. So this one's pretty spot on. I, I grabbed plus 225. Kyle, did you get around the same thing? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So yeah, my plan for this one is, I mean, I'm on the series. I think for them to win the series, they have to obviously split, at least split these first two games in Montreal so or in Tampa. So I'm playing game one as well. If they win, great. I'll just ride the series price the rest of the way that I have. If they lose game one, I'm going to be back on them again. Game two. I think I I really don't think they're going to lose both. I think the style they play matches up well with what Tampa wants to do, which again is kind of what Vegas wanted to do. Control the puck, get a lot of shots. Again, Tampa's better. They have a better goalie. They have a, probably a better, more well-rounded team. So I just don't think Montreal will lose both games in town. I don't think it's going to be that easy of a series. So we are on the Habs for the series. Now, I do regret to say that Joe, our other dad, has a lightning future to win the cup from February that he's riding out. So now don't bet Tampa to win the cup now. You're getting shit odds. If you would have bet them back in February when they were 12 or 13 to 1, that's looking much better. So I don't think he's going to hedge. I think he's going to ride it out, which is fine. But uh, the, the Canadians caused me a lot of happiness net last round. So you guys can see I have my hat. Yeah. That's, see, that's so beautiful. Cool. Sam would love it. I mean, the team I root for is beyond embarrassing. So I need, now that they're going to be out of the playoffs for several years now, I need, I need somebody to bandwagon on. And yeah, we need some happiness. <laughs> yeah, it'd be kind of cool for Canada. I mean, Canada has a, a no Canadian team has won the cup since 1993. Uh couple have tried. I think the last one was Vancouver. I want to say 2011 when they burned their city down after losing at home to Boston, which was hilarious. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember watching that at legends in long beach. Dude, Boston, Boston sports in that era were, were pissing me off. Red Sox join the club. 
Bruins. It was just like everything freaking on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, the only thing I would say is that the Bruins hadn't won the Stanley Cup in a long time before that. Um, Right. So, I mean, at least it wasn't the Patriots or the Celtics or, I mean, the Red Sox, like you said, won a couple times. So it was a little different. It was the Celtics in 08. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah, you know, you remember that time. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. So anyway, it's a couple games with Neil actually. Wow. Good. Going See, our back. friendship stretches back was, all the way back. To the, yeah, really was. Yeah. So just the last thing I want to touch on is why, why can the Canadians, why did they win the last series? Why can they win this series? Like this is the team that had the fewest amount of points in the regular season, they make the, they barely make the playoffs. They're down three, one to Toronto in the first round. Somehow this team has put it all together. And there's always a team that peaks right around like in the playoffs that wasn't very good in the regular season. And they have the recipe where they have a really, really good goalie and carry price. They have a really strong defensive structure. So they're not a high flying offensive team with a bunch of high scorers, but if they can keep the game low, and I think you guys are on the under in game one, right? Yeah. Montreal wants this to be two to one. That's yep. what they want. Like for them to win, they're well, not going to win a four, three game. Matt, like the funny thing is, is like, I, I booked that like this morning. And when I was running, I was thinking, when you okay, were running, well, I, I was running <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? Cause I texted Neil, I had like four baseball plays. I couldn't just choose from. And I'm just like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll play it safe and go Montreal puck line. Cause you know, the, the money line was, you know, in the one seventy. So I was thinking, you know, it would be minus one thirty or something. And then I come back and look and it's minus one seventy, And I'm just like, fuck that. Like, yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing the money line. Cause it, 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 I didn't even see your post until I don't, before we got on this. I'm just like, Oh hell yeah. Matt's in agreement. It's like, this is great. I feel great. So then I just put a, put a parlay on both of them. Cause I'm like, this is, it's just too good. And yeah. the things I read earlier agree with you just, you know, with the splitting in Tampa. So, you know, yeah. I mean, the values on them, they, they play, they can absolutely hang. I mean, they're going to try to slow, not slow the game down a little bit, but they're going to turn, try to turn the game into just a, a check fest where, it's really tight defensively. Tampa's maybe taking a lot of shots from the outside. They're going to try to prevent them from getting it into the slot and preventing high danger chances. And if, if Carey Price allows two goals or less, then Montreal's going to have a really good chance to win the game. So yeah. the other thing I thought about too is betting a few regulation draws in this series. I mean, in Montreal series with Vegas, that went six games, half the games went to overtime. And you're usually getting like plus 270, plus 300. So I don't know. That might be something I'd look for as like a spot play this series too, but it should be great. I mean, the one thing I wanted to ask you guys just to try to expand this out to sports as a whole, the motivation angle is really interesting in this because you have the Canadians who as a franchise haven't won the cup in forever. 1993. That's a long time ago. 28 years. And then you have the lightning who won last year. And the Canadians also have a couple of like older veteran guys. A couple of them have won cups, but some haven't. Like Carey Price is like a legendary goalie for this franchise. And their captain was with Nashville for a long time. This is his first time playing in the finals. So for Montreal, you have 
them as a franchise haven't won in forever. No Canadian team has won it in forever. And they have these old guys they're playing for where Tampa, like, yeah, of course they want to win again and want to repeat, but they just won last year. So like, how do you, of course, they're professional athletes. They're all motivated, but like handicapping motivation is one of the hardest things in sports. So do you guys have any thoughts on, on that just very different motivation aspect for each team? Yeah. I mean, I I think we hear it all the time. I mean, players, players know the juice, they know the spread. Um, And what you said, Tampa Bay won it last year and it's very hard to win it back to back years in any sport. So, I mean, they have that motivation, you know, obviously, but you know, you can even kind of creep in there a little bit, you know, as you were saying, they're just, they're like Vegas Knights on steroids. So, you know, they could come in, you know, game one, it's the perfect play that we have, you know, for the steal. Um, I mean, even to get off topic, look at the Hawks game one, not that it mattered anymore, but um, well, the Hawks did it multiple times yeah. throughout these playoffs. Yeah. Like you can, you can surprise a team in game one on the road. Right. And, and I think I said it on a previous pod game ones, usually for the better team, they're not going a hundred percent. They're feeling you out. Um, I would, just, I know that's big in NBA. I assume it's the same in NHL. Yeah. Um, so there could be some of those things. That's, that's, Hence why I like the under, because I think both teams will be kind of feeling out. But I mean, what you said with Montreal's, you know, their big edge is, you know, 28 years, they're going to have the city behind them. They're, they have people like us who don't really give a shit about Montreal sports, but this is just cool. Um, I mean, they lost the Expos. So, I mean, shit, I want to see it. Um, you know, I just told Joe, sorry, I don't care about your bet. Like, yeah. I mean, not to root against you, but like, I want to see the Canadians win this thing. Like, it would be great. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think the edge of wanting it more. And like you said, they've peaked at the right time. They have the, the motivation with some of those, you know, veteran guys, um, they play a slower brand of hockey. So it's, I, I think those are things where you can frustrate a team. And even if they're better than you, you just say, Hey guys, we got seven games, max, let's do it. You know, it's, even when you run, when you get tired, it's like you go slower, you die. It's like the speed rule. Like you can't slow down. You just got to keep going. Yeah, and I think to, to my point, I think, we, you know, we, we just saw sort of a similar situation play out in the NFL, right? You, this last Super Bowl, you have Kansas city chiefs just won it coming back. They make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And then you have, I don't think you can call Tampa Bay, right other than Brady and a couple pieces that they brought in on the defense you know a, a, a veteran team but obviously a highly motivated team and all you can call them certainly I think they, they'll be considered an older team versus what Kansas City was um, but you saw it and they write the kudos to the old guy that they beat you out um, so you know I think kind of a similar and I don't follow hockey as closely as obviously anywhere close as Matt does but we just saw it in the, in the NFL the other point, and I'll point to the little banner I got hanging, hanging you know, in the back of my garage here, is hopefully we see the same thing with the Do- with the Dodgers this year. Um, and you know, I think you always sort of when it comes to you know that favorite, I- I'm a comfortable fading the favorites 
during the regular season, right? I, I we talked about it. I think on the MLB betting pod that we had before the season kicked off, it would be really tough to lay you know Dodgers over 106 wins because when you have a team coming off of you know a World Series or the championship in your respective sport, you know you have that sense that we can just turn it on whenever we need to. Right. And I don't think there's any question that Kansas city was absolutely like that team that, you know, we'll just turn it on whenever we need to. And we certainly can. Um, so you obviously you have the confidence and that's why I think, I think we're sort of talking it out a really interesting thing uh, sort of maybe line to play is, you know, first goal of the very first game, you know, I could see the, the Canadians getting that. Um, because, you know, to the point, Tampa Bay probably has a feeling that sense of like, we can just turn it on whenever we need to second period, you know, midway through the second period. Sure. We'll turn it on. We'll turn it on then. Um, so I, you know, you do see it with just within sports. And I think it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to think of the, you know, a team that, that goes, you know, back to back where they actually get to, you know, the final leg and, you know, the championship series. Um, Kansas city was the latest one that I could think to, you know, could think to, um, cause it just happened, but, you know, rarely, you know, we just don't, we just don't see back-to-backs happen very much in sports anymore. Yeah. So I, I think this is a unique one. Well, one thing you touched on, and I think the, that the lightning last year winning had some similarities to the Dodgers winning, cause they didn't just win it all, but they won it all and finally got over the hump, right? Like the Dodgers, I mean, how many heartbreaks <laughs> make it to the world series back-to-back years, the whole Astros thing, like, yeah. Not only did they win, but they finally Red Sox ended. Too, don't forget. Oh, don't forget. But yeah, they like to finally get over the hump. And the Lightning had a little bit of that too, where they lost the final in I think 2015 to Chicago. And then mm-hmm. they had some playoff heartbreaks too. Like they got swept in the first round by Columbus one year. And then it's almost like that Virginia basketball too, right? Like you get embarrassed and then you come back and that's when you really have the motivation. So I think it's probably fair to say that the Canadians might be the hungrier team and have more to play for where Tampa, like if they lose the series, eh, we won last year. So I don't know. I think there's something to be said for that. Like even think back to the U S open, a guy like John Rahm looking for his first major, right? Like there's just something about not having one or it's been so long that that just might be that little push over the edge. And, and that's, or even Phil just hearing he's 50 and he's going to collapse and on the weekend. Yeah. There's so much to this, this just idea of handicapping motivation and what are guys playing for and, and what's in their minds when they're playing. I think it's, it's a really interesting discussion. So, and look, we might have an NBA finals with Phoenix and Milwaukee of like a guy like Chris Paul, like this is my best chance. And I probably yeah. won't have a chance this good again. So we might be revisiting this here in a matter of days. So we'll see. So go Habs. And we'll, Habs. we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back with some thoughts on those NBA games uh, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Fade Dennis alert. So if anybody listens to this before game five, obviously it's going to be on Twitter, but Dennis is on. Suns first half and full, and he's getting cute. And he's going Suns team total over first half and full, too. Now, Neil, you're probably the most new person we've introduced to Fade Dennis. When you have a Fade guy, you, ha- you got to love to hear that he asked who's playing first. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, – and you guys also introduced me to the term, you know, there's the shorthand of DJ. 
that is classic <laughs> to any extent of the word. So, um, yeah, who, yeah, who's, who's playing again tonight? Oh, yeah, okay, sure. Fire right away. Don't even care. You probably did, wouldn't even have to tell him what the line was. Nope. <laughs> and could have, yeah, the Suns' first half game, take them. What am I laying? Yeah. Whatever it is, I'll lay it, and I'll just bet the oh, favorite to score a lot of points too because that's that's a serious handicap. <laughs> now, in all seriousness, though, it sounded like when we were talking a few minutes before the show started, you guys both think this is over tonight? Yes. Well, I think – I think the Clippers are either going to win or it's that same thing I say every time. At some point, the Suns will impose their will. Like, Paul George has to be exhausted by now. Um, you know, I mean, look at look at game four. Both teams just couldn't shoot. Both teams are exhausted, but they're going to have their home crowd in Phoenix. I think it's going to be a pretty close game in the first half but look for midway through the third early fourth the suns will start to impose their will they're usually good in almost every game for a 10-0 something run like i don't like when i say blowout i don't think they're going to get up by 20 in the first quarter and it's going to be a no show but i think at the end of the game they could very well end up winning this thing by 10 points but I, I definitely wouldn't back Dennis on uh, the team total um, and even the first half. Cause I, I mean, these are professional athletes. I mean, they, we've seen plenty of teams in recent years come back from three, one. So um, I, I have no word on Kawhi, like, but it's it sure. Even if they made it to the finals, I think he's, he's done. So, I mean, they, they're doing this for them and not hoping that he can come back and play savior. Kyle, what would you say if someone like, is there any chance that the Suns realize what's at stake here? Like this is other than Chris Paul, still a really young team that has never been this far in the playoffs. And even Chris Paul, like he's never advanced this far in the playoffs either. And he's never been in the finals. Is there any chance that they show some nerves of like, and start to feel the pressure of like, Oh fuck, we're one win away from the finals. And like, this could be it. Or do you not buy that? No, I do. I mean, they probably showed it in game four. Um, that's probably half the reason they scored 84, but just for what you said, like, I, I just, I don't, I know Chris Paul's never been there, but I just don't see a guy, a veteran like that, allowing that to happen. You have Devin Booker, who's like the second coming of Kobe Bryant. Like I just, I, I don't know. I just, I can't see them just freaking out because there's just too much talent. Somebody on that team, whether it's Cameron Payne, who I said coming into the series, I didn't trust when Paul was missing game one. Now I'm like, all right, I'm a believer. Got me. Um, To Aiton, who just, I mean, it's easy to shoot 80% when you're dunking everything, but the Clippers just don't have anybody to, you know, defend that pick and roll effectively. And Neil, you, you don't think the Clippers can get back in this series no but I, I would lean with Kyle that I think there's a good chance likelihood at the end of the game you know it's it's sons by double digits and it's kind of like one of those like surprisingly feel ones where it's you know Clippers realize you know anytime down 3-1 and on the road it's going to be hard you know as a road team you know you go down seven eight points late and it's like okay my season's over and we pack it up and you know I there there's some emotional characters on the Clippers that, you know, always sort of put me on hesitation as to 
you know, to at what time are they going to, you know, check out mentally? Yeah, fair enough. So we're going to, we're going to fade Den. We're going to take the Clippers, I guess, with the points and definitely those team total unders on the Suns. I mean, yeah, nice, nice handicap, Dennis. Who's, who's, who's playing? Oh, give me Suns and give me Suns to score a lot of points. So you, you just got to love Den. Last thing, and then we'll wrap this one up. And we'll do probably a larger discussion of, you know, things to take away from this battle of the dads competition that has really turned into who sucks less with three days left. What has been so hard about Kyle? You mentioned a few minutes ago that soccer has been good. Baseball has not been good. What has been so difficult about trying to figure out baseball? Is it just, is it just hard to handicap baseball in general? Is it a weird time of the season? Like where, where do you Honestly, guys assess the struggles? It's, it's because I have more than two plays. It's like putting the right ones in. Like it's just all luck because every play I play is the same confidence. So just because Neil and I combined went 0-4 or 1-3, it doesn't – It like apart from last week because I was chasing baseball, like I've been winning every week. Like I got greedy on the weekend and lost like a lot of money, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Padres and, and Giants. But, you know, that shit's that shit's going to happen um, every now and then. So I, I, I think that has something to do with it. If we ever did this contest again, like if we did something, I don't know, for some stupid reason in July or August, like I would just say, Neil, you do odd days, I'll do even days. Like, because it's just in it, whether it's you're playing one or four plays, I, I think it's just too hard to have like even as similar as you know, as I are just the different mentalities and getting lucky putting in your two plays that you think might be better but like it's also playing it safer because we didn't want to get burned on laying high juice you know minus 130 minus 140 so we're putting in safer plays in the contest like that's that's been our issue um but yeah, maybe Neil's got something else. Well, I, it, it is going to take a little bit of a deeper dive and sort of to see how the rest of this baseball season plays out. Um, I, I don't think it's any, I don't think it's necessarily not a coincidence to the fact that, right. I think back on, I think it was June 10th and around when we did a pod and we talked about, you know, baseball coming down and cracking down on the spin rates um, that there's, you had a sort of a major twist on, on the game as a whole. And it's, I, you know, whether to say that it's thrown numbers off or thrown handicaps off and to see, you know, it will remain to be seen on how the rest of the season plays out, but you had sort of a dramatic change to the overall baseball structure. And that's just not me saying it. I mean, we've had pitchers come out and say it, you know, I love my guy, Trevor Bauer has been the most vocal um, and is not afraid to talk about it at any given time. Um, but you had sort of a, a weird change that, you know, affects the entire game and how the entire game's played, you know, gets played out. Um, but I, for, and for both sides, and I think we've, you know, it's been, you know, interesting to see. And I think what you have seen is sort of the just sort of philosophical type of betting that we've done versus Team Mud. Um, you can always count on Team Mud, they've got two underdogs. 
you know, baseball underdogs that they're playing uh, every single, you know, almost every single day. Um, and it's almost become fun for me to kind of guess which ones that they're on um, and, you know, to just and then wait to see when it comes out. Um, versus, you know, mine and Kyle's, which we'll, you know, we have no problem laying, you know, laying a bigger number. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, it hasn't worked out for either of us, certainly not for for them uh, that they're, you know, that they're plus dog, you know, that their dogs have, you know, haven't come through. And while I think we're probably a little Kyle and I are, have, you know, hitting at a better number, but that should be because we're laying juice versus take versus taking it so uh, it you know it's just one of the things that's going to be interesting to see sort of how the rest of the season uh plays out um you know and keep track of what happens you know first pitcher got you know his glove confiscated yesterday um from the mariners uh so we'll see what was actually you know they're i heard they're taking it back to the, the mlb lab to see what it actually was jesus um and so we'll we'll see what comes of that probably duck butter uh, i hope I can't imagine anyone's stupid enough at this point to, to do it. So we'll see what it actually was. Um, but, and, you know, and Bowers talked about, it's just a huge change to happen in the middle of the season. You've got, uh, you know, walk rates have gone up pretty dramatically. I mean, I saw like this and, and we'll see what comes, but you know, the St. Louis Cardinals who have been a fairly big disappointment, you know, over the since June 10th, the St. Louis Cardinals are walking five people a game. Right. And your MLB average, like in the twos. So they've just spiked. There's no control of the baseball anymore. Um, and they're right. That's what the, the pitcher's argument has been that I don't have control of the baseball. I don't know where it's going when I'm throwing it. Glasnow talked about the fact that he had to throw the ball harder. And that's why he has his UCL problem that guys are just trying to learn to pitch again, right? Is their complaint. Offensive numbers have gone way up. So we've seen the team total, you know, just the team totals have gone up by two runs a game where things were laying, you know, right in the eights and now we're into the tens. Um, I've almost completely stopped playing runs, hits and errors. I threw one out yesterday, which lost, which the runs, you know, total runs would have pushed um, because guys are walking more and a walk does nothing on a run, hits and air uh, line. So it's, you know, baseball has not been good in the in the in the sense of the, the tournament uh, here, but we we need to see a sort of you know that's the thing about baseball. That's why I talked about that I like betting season totals because over the course of a 162 game season, things will begin to normalize and we'll start to pick up trends and we'll start to figure out how guys are pitching, what they're doing, how teams are responding. You know, hitting. Um, and, you know, hopefully we'll see what happens, you know, with the rest of the season. But uh, certainly in the contest, it is it has been frustrating because, you know, Matt, Matt, you've been on him. Kyle and I will bounce around ideas that we like, don't like your, you know, what do we want to put in the contest? We each have about a half dozen, you know, plays and we'll collectively come up with with two that we like. And, you know, they go oh two, they go one and one yet the other three, you know go two and three or three and oh or something it's just you know a little frustrating and it's a good discussion to have and we'll revisit that you know this is not that dissimilar to the way that these football have handicapping contests work 
And those are probably going to get record signups this year between the Circa Million, between the Westgate Super Contest. And it's that same dilemma of I have multiple things I like. What are the right ones to put in the competition? So we'll definitely revisit that discussion down the road because that's, you know, it's it's almost a little bit of a warm up for that. So before we get out of here, Kyle, are the Atlanta Hawks done with Trey Young looking like he's got some kind of bone bruise? Like, are they cooked? Probably <laughs> like he, he's been there. He's been unbelievable. He's been their team in this. I mean, I was texting Neil in game one and I'm just like, they, they might steal it, but like Trey Young is going off. Like I, I kind of expect the bucks to win each game by 10 points, but they were able to steal it. And I liked them in game three, you know, I was thinking, okay, you know, back home, get that crowd. It's at one, maybe. And I mean, shit, they're out most of the game and they, they still lose by double digits. It's, and now they've nicked up their best player. I mean, they, they'd have to make 25 threes in a game to get a win I, at this point. Well, yeah, we'll see what that line does for sure. So, all right, we'll get out of here. Good stuff, you guys. Uh, go Habs. I'll just remind everybody sometimes if you bet on poop. They might just get a steamy pot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, 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 nah. This is fake.